Hello, welcome to Talking About Whatever with your host, Morgan and Dad. Let's start talking. Hello, and welcome to the Talking About Whatever podcast with Morgan and Dad. I'm Morgan. And I'm Dad. Welcome to our second episode. We are going to be talking about whatever today. We have a couple of topics that we've selected. Um, Dad, what are we going to talk about today? Um, I thought we'd talk about masks. Since everybody's wearing masks, mm-hmm. I thought we'd talk about masks and how there should be some kind of etiquette law regarding masks. <laughs> An etiquette law? Yeah. Oh, and please. I thought... Well, the other thing I want to talk about also would be uh, grocery store. Kind of ties in together because you got to wear a mask when you go to the grocery store. But there's just some things that I just noticed about grocery stores, masks, that there need to be new kind of laws written or something. Okay, well, you're going to have to explain what what you mean. Okay, so let's start with masks. Okay, so what what do you mean about etiquette? Like. Or law, you said, I think. What you you should and shouldn't do with a mask. Like, first of all, why do people put their mask on their rearview mirror? So they have it available, readily available, I guess? They, no. Well, I mean, I can see if they were like, no. That's just no. It's, it's unattractive, first of all, because this is something that, and I've seen people take their mask off and then put it on their rearview mirror. I mean, it's supposed to be, disp- it's, they're called disposable for a reason. Throw them away. You don't. Well, what about the cotton one? What about the what? The cotton ones most people wear. Well, I still wouldn't put them on a rearview mirror. I mean, your underwear <laughs> is made of cotton, cotton, but you're not gonna hang that on your under uh, <laughs> on your rearview mirror. Yeah, but you also don't have to grab your underwear each time you go out of your car to go somewhere. So, I mean, maybe it's just a people reminder because I know I walk out the car a hundred times halfway to the store. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot my mask in the car. I'm just saying. So maybe, maybe that's the new rule is to put it on. It should be put it on your rearview mirror so you don't forget it. No. I mean, what, what's your what's the alternative? Where do you put it? Most cars got the little box in the middle of the two seats. Put it in there. That's where I put mine. But maybe I mean, like like I said, maybe they put it there so they can see it easily. Like you're always looking forward. You don't always look down. Like I always walk out the car halfway without my mask. I've never walked out of the car without my mask. Well, congratulations. I do yeah. all the time. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it looks... Congratulations, me, it just, Batman. It just looks disgusting. I'm sorry. To see a mask, knowing that it's, you know, no. It just doesn't even look attractive. No. Well, I don't know about a law for masks, but I know one thing that wearing the mask has done for me is it's changed my whole facial expressions. Like, first of all, I was always notorious for like rolling my eyes and I just think now it's like more obvious when you roll your eyes than before because that's really the only thing people have to go on are your eyes and I also have to like be careful because I feel like now I have a mask facial expression so when I'm wearing my mask and someone's talking to me and they're annoying me I might make a face but I have to always make sure that my mask is pulled up because if not you know I've gotten caught like a couple times without my mask on thinking it was on and I make a face so I think it's like a whole new way of even thinking about your face when you're when you're wearing a mask now. True. 
but I've practiced. I, you know, especially if I'm at work, I'll go. <laughs> no, I'll go into the restroom, and I'll make sure that if I make a certain face, that you can't tell I'm doing it. Sometimes, you, <laughs> sometimes you can though, because I, you know, you can make a face and like you, you see your mask moving in a little weird way. So you got to really be careful with that. But I'm sure though, the kids that wear a mask at school. Now, how many of them probably stuck their tongue out at their teacher? Oh, the all the time. That's like this. It kind of like people are talking about how bad the masks are. But maybe it's actually liberating. Like I'm, I know my facial expressions. Like where you know where I work, I have to. I smile a lot. Like you have to smile even when you're thinking. Like f you, you have to smile. So it's like, I think for people who have to deal with customers or patients or whoever, whatever field you're in, I think that the masks are liberating because it kind of allows you to kind of like move your mouth under your breath and they don't see what you're saying It kind of allows you to have a little bit more freedom of how you like, i guess like, like you yeah. can mouth oh f you when 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 someone's really getting on your nerves you keep your eyes big to make it like you're smiling and you're just like f you you're mouthing it with your mouth they don't know right but that's why you gotta practice though make sure they don't know yeah, I mean, because the eyes are very expressive. You just got to remember, keep your eyes open really big and you could just be mouthing F you and they wouldn't know. You just, you're right, you have to practice. It's right. a whole thing. Yeah, because I know I do that. So, I mean, the whole thing with mask, I mean, it's amazing. Now, you would think that wearing a mask, everybody would look attractive for the most part, or they should, because you cover most of your face. But there is no, nothing weirder than seeing a person with a mask and they're still ugly. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, we both work in hospitals, so we see a lot of people in the day. And I'm watching people come down the hall and it's like they got a mask on, but they're ugly. I mean, how can you be ugly with a mask on? That's so mean. No, it's not mean. Is it me? Maybe say unattractive. That's just not a nice word. What, ugly? Yes. So I should say unattractive. I don't know. Not I, don't a, know I don't know what's better. Not appealing? Mm, not Maybe not your taste. Because someone out there might think that they're, they're nice looking. For example, like we were talking about Jason Momoa last week. You don't think he's nice looking. But I, but most of the world does. So maybe you could just say that that person is not to your liking. No, there are there are some things that are ugly. I mean, you can't deny things. it. I mean, there's some people want. And another thing are these guys with the beards. They should make a special mask for beards because they look ridiculous. I mean, you see all this beard and this little mask <laughs> in the middle of it. It looks ridiculous. It does look ridiculous. And it's creepy. <laughs> It's kind of weird. They should make it somehow that it cups over the beard. You, these guys, you're right. When the beard is really long, you just see this tiny little piece of cloth over their mouth. No. I mean, yeah, it's just, no, it's just disgusting. I mean, we need rules about masks. I'm sorry. Well, not, I mean, every, not everybody. No. I, well, okay, but still, I still think they need to be uh, for the rearview mirror. That's a no. And people should watch the kind of mask they choose because it makes them look ugly. I'm sorry. Mm. I think they should come up with like numbers for etiquette because it's like the whole everything that happened changed the way we interact with people and everybody's 
COVID bubble is different than everyone else's. Like everyone's comfort level. So like they should have like little numbers that you can hold up because every time you greet someone, I never know. Am I how comfortable this person is? Am I am I am I just giving them a little elbow, you know, bump that they do? Am I just waving from a distance? Some people that you you know might want to, you know, give you a high five even, even though I don't know. Some people you don't know where people's comfort level is when you greet them. It's awkward when you when you're when you see someone for the first time. You like because normally like someone you might want to hug, you would have normally hugged. You're like, oh wait, I can't hug that person. What can I do? But some people are more comfortable with the elbow bump or a fist bump or whatever. You don't know what people are where their bubble is. Like they should just have a number. I'm a level number one. You can you know just wave to me from a distance. Or wave to me from my car. Like everyone's comfort levels are different. They should just have like a number system of where your level is of so, comfort, comfort, social comfort with COVID. So number one is a wave. Or no, maybe no. Number one probably would be wave from the house while you're in the street. Like some people, <laughs> bubbles are a lot bigger. Like they don't want to be around humans at all. So like level one would be you can wave to me on the street while I'm in my house. And number That'd two is a, number two is an elbow or fist bump. That might even still be a little close for number two. Number two would might be you're a little bit closer and you will just wave. Well, you can it, wave. Well, since this whole thing started, the only contact I've had is elbow bumps. Yeah, elbow bumps. So that's probably level three. You're at a level three. Yeah. Well, that's all I've had. Everybody walks. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Elbow bump, and then that's it. Yeah, so you're a solid level three with your COVID. At, like, that's your bubble. That's where you are. I didn't say I was comfortable with it. I said that's just what people have done. You know, I don't see. I mean, it's like I personally don't see anything wrong with hugging somebody. Somebody that you maybe like family. I but some people are not even comfortable with that. They're not at that level. That's like a level four. Well, I mean, you don't you don't normally hug people that you don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, well, if it's a a friend you haven't seen in a while, what's what's the matter with giving them a hug and kind of maybe turning your head to the side, so you know, no chance of spreading the virus. Yeah. Well, I mean, COVID really just messed me up because I'll tell you this: I was never a hugger person when I was younger. I never hugged people, and and actually, my instinct is when someone comes to me is to back away, not because I I just that's just my natural instinct. I've never had like a very close bubble. Like my bubble is always kind of like, okay, stay kind of away. I'm not a hugger. I'm not a toucher. But I learned over the years to be more, oh, hey, high five, hug of people who I just know, like people I work with and I haven't seen them in a while. I might give them a hug before. I, I, I didn't used to be a hugger. Now I am a hugger and I can't hug. So it's kind of like I spent all this time practicing to be, I guess, more comfortable with human contact and I've been robbed of it again. Well, it didn't affect me at all because I never was a hugger, toucher, don't touch me, don't don't hug me. Well, unless, you know, we're, we're really close, or whatever. But other than that, no. You got some people get yeah, that even even close, you're not a you're not a hugger. You're just not. Yeah, well see that's why COVID didn't really bother me that much. You know, I could put a people see I don't smile, so when I put a mask on, they don't know if I'm smiling or not. So yeah, actually, basically, it's the introverts. Just it, it's converted the whole world into introverts. So the introverts are just fine. Like my middle son, he's an introvert, and he really like I don't. I, he he could be perfectly happy never having social human contact at all. So like he's okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's like so he's he, he's like me. He's like you. Yeah. Yep. Definitely a level one or a level two. All right. Well, I think we we did the mass thing. I mean, so we you know we agree that there should be some kind of etiquette for mask for the beard. Well, I mean, I don't. I just think that I mean, definitely, I think there should be some. We need to establish some guidelines because I think this is our reality, and there needs to be some kind of guidelines with this. Yeah. I think people are more comfortable with it. They're finding it. It's. I think eventually it's going to be more just like a, a any other piece of clothes, clothes that you wear. It's going to be more fashionable. You're going to have people wearing all kinds of different Jordan masks or Gucci masks, and it's going to be more of a fashion statement. And it's going to be the point where you wouldn't dream about not wearing pants to the store. Well, how do so now you wouldn't dream about not wearing your mask? How do people? How can people date now with a mask? I mean. You see, like you're in a grocery store and you see somebody, how would you know if they're really attractive? <laughs> it's a gamble. But again, then again, like how you might see somebody and you think, oh my gosh, they're hot. And then they come, what's that that movie, I'm going to get you sucker? Right. Remember, I'm going to get you sucker when he thought that woman was really attractive and she starts, he starts taking off her hair, her, she starts taking off her, her bra and there's nothing there. She takes off her butt. She takes off everything. So right. it's like, I mean, it's a different kind of gamble because people wear so many things, so much makeup and hair extensions. You know, unless you're a natural beauty, you don't know what you're getting. So maybe it's just, it's just a different kind of gamble. I think anything, women are probably more in a disadvantage um, with the masks well, like, because, you, you know. Like I said before, though, some people are ugly with the mask on. So you mean not to your taste? No, there's some people that are ugly with a mask on, and and you know when they take it off, it's not gonna get any better. So that's that's a given. But sometimes you see some, mm, you don't know. Well, that could be the new, you know. I mean, before you know the thing was you know unbuttoning your shirt or whatever. Now the <laughs> the new thing is maybe like pull the little thing off your ear first and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Slowly take the other side off. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. All right. Um, grocery stores. What about them, Dad? They need to be, well, they already got the little, you know, one-way signs. You know, we all know people don't follow those, so that's, but the thing that really bothers me, and I know some people probably need these things. I'm not talking about the people who are really disabled and they need the scooters. But I cannot stand these scooters. People think they get on these scooters and like they have the right of way to do anything they want to do with these things. They, you know, they. What do you mean, like? Just, you know, they don't have no manners with them. They just zoom up and down the store. They, you know, feel like they can just cut you, cut in front of you, block the way, you know. And most of them, like I said, I'm sure there's some of them who, you know, are disabled, but a lot of them own them because they're overweight. And that's okay. No, it's not okay. Because first of all, you should be walking. Maybe you might lose some of that weight. Dad. What? Oh my God. Not no. Okay. I'm I'd say that if you if your you know health is you know, that's different. But there is nothing more that bothers me than seeing these people with these things. And the first aisle they're down is the potato chips. I, you know, I, I just want to reach in and say, look, this is why you're in this thing in the first place. Just put them, <laughs> put them back. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but I mean, it's, it's the truth. 
maybe. But my issue with grocery stores is not really about a person. It's I prefer. I definitely, if there's an option to go to the self checkout, I'm gonna go to self checkout. I love time. the self checkout. That's my that's my hangout. Yeah, I, I prefer the self checkout, but at the same time, that computer tries to embarrass you. That part, she always is she's loud as heck. So when you're scanning your groceries and you don't immediately put in the bag, she just makes a big put the item in the bag. Like she says it really loud. It, like she's embarrassed. It's very loud. Huh? It's very loud. She's loud. And then she's like, it's like she's purposely trying to embarrass you. Like when she starts to turn, it's like to turn that little light on when, you know, if you make a mistake or something like that, it's like, and then I've heard when in people's cards aren't accepted, they say payment not accepted. Try to find yeah, that, She announces all your business. That is the ultimate embarrassment because I know it did to me one time and I know I had money in there. So that wasn't the issue. I guess I might've punched in my um, pin number wrong or something, wrong. but it doesn't mm-hmm. tell you that. It just says, you know, <laughs> this is not accepted. Please use another form of payment. And the first thing people look at you like, oh, this clown don't even, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have any money in the bank and he's trying to, you know, still buy groceries. It's embarrassing. Any other? Right. No, but she says it so loud. Like, at least with a person, they're a little discreet. Like, this card wasn't accepted. No, she's like, um, basically, you don't have enough money. Can you find a different card? I mean, she might as well just say that. She's loud. And she lets the whole world know that your payment was not accepted. Yeah, anything that's embarrassing is overly loud. Because you walk up to it and says, uh, please scan your, you know, whatever grocery store card. That's nice and quiet. But then, please scan the unscanned item i mean the whole store can hear it <laughs> right but <laughs> you know. like, it's like she's basically calling you a right. thief like excuse me are you trying to steal those potatoes they call you a thief they they, they make you think that you don't have any money in the bank yeah that's and also yeah, that, that's one but the other thing yeah. is people who don't know how to use the self-service checkout oh, please it's the don't way. use them it's the don't way. use it right it's, it's the, the simplest thing like it's, it's, it, it really is. And then when you see that light go on, you're like, oh, gosh. And it takes 20 minutes for somebody come around. to come in and, and fix it. And it's just, it's it's annoying. I feel like the self-checkout is just for people who already know how to use it. If you don't know how to use it, please go to a human. And it, because it just it, the whole point is for it to be streamlined and efficient. And if you're in there with 100 items in your cart and you don't know what you're doing, it just, it just no, no. Well, not only that, but... Nine times out of ten, they got fifty items, and they're in the twelve item or less part. And you can only get so many items in that little area, and they and they try yeah. to make it work, you know. So it's like, you no, know, you know. Yeah. And the other thing is, if yeah. I'm in a self service line, I'm in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be bothered with right. people, and I can't stand when the lady who has nothing to do decides she's going to bag my groceries for me. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is why I'm doing it because I don't want nobody, you know, don't touch my food, especially now. Yeah. You know, but here she comes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm definitely a level one when it comes to my grocery shopping store experiences. Don't come up and ask me if I need help. If I need help, I'll find you. I don't, you know, I'm not that person who wants any contact. I want to get in there and I want to get done. Well, I don't. What, what grocery store do you go to? They ask if you need help. I haven't been to any to ask me if I need help. Oh yeah, there's a nice, there's some, they're really nice over here with the grocery stores. Every aisle I walk down, someone's asking me if I need help or did you need help finding something or how is everything going? And I'm not that person. 
I mean, I'm a nice person, but when I go to the grocery store, I usually do not want to talk to anyone. I just want to get in and out. If that was before everything with the mask, all that, I just, I'm not a person to, to talk. I don't know. Don't, don't ask me questions. Just, I'll ask you questions. Just leave me alone. That's just my shopping experience. I don't want to be bothered. Yeah, I get that. But I, I guess I was just to say, I know people are thinking, well, you know, you know, when nobody touches groceries, but I understand it. it's a it's a phobia because I know people have touched the same items that I'm scanning. Somebody had to put it on the shelves. I know somebody had to wrap it. So it's just a mental thing. COVID's got everybody crazy, but that's just how I feel. I'm sorry. I want to say that. But you weren't you that way before? Not really. I mean, because I mean, I like going to the check self checkout. I just like doing it. But, you know, now, I mean, you worry about anything. Anybody touching anything? As soon as you get home, you wipe it down. Or you're supposed to, I guess. I don't know. Mm, Yeah. But, and I think that's about, that's my main issues with the grocery store. Oh, one other thing. And it doesn't matter what store you go to. This burns me up. Two things. One, you're in line and somebody's in front of you. Right? And you're kind of in a a hurry. Mm. And they know they, they're going to pay for this stuff. Why do they wait till they get up there and then, especially women, and go search through their purse for how they're going to pay for the item? Have your card in your hand already. You've been standing in line for 10 minutes. Why do you want to wait till the last minute and go searching for your card? Yeah, right? that's true. But you know what was bad? There's one more okay. thing, and you're guilty of this. What? And nine times out of ten, I'm going to probably make the women mad, but it's women that that does this. I'm, that's why I'm glad it's, we're going into almost a cashless society now. You got it. it the, your item comes at ten twenty-five or something. Oh wait a minute, I, I got the change. There's something. It wrong is with something that. wrong with that because you got to go dig in your little coin purse and find the exact change to give this. Just give them the twenty dollars and be done with it. But no, you got to give them twenty, twenty-five, twenty, thirty-five. Because it feels better to have an actual cash paper do- money than they have getting if you can avoid getting change back if you can get that actual that crisp dollar bill that's that's satisfying it's not satisfying i'm sorry it's not satisfying for the person in back waiting while you go through your little coin purse trying to find the change whatever a, um i mean and there's a coin shortage anyway so that's gonna be coming to an end well yeah okay but now you know, but yeah that's that that's different and and actually I don't even, I think that's kind of over because I haven't seen those signs lately but anyway what I was going to say was there's something that I do and I'm I'm going to admit it and I don't care so you know how uh, usually like I said when I'm going to the grocery store I want to go in and out sometimes I I try to um I'll, I'll go into a, the grocery store. I'll have my cart. I might not have a lot of things, but then I'll, someone will be come up behind. I'm waiting in line, just like anyone else. And if, if it's a long line, especially. And I don't look behind me because I know that there's somebody in there behind me with like three or four items. And they're looking at me like I'm supposed to let them ahead of me. I, I don't look back at them because I've been waiting in line for a long time. And I know some people say, oh, you only have those few things. You can go ahead of me. I don't do that. That's mean. Maybe it is mean, but like if I'm waiting, if I'm trying to rush, like I have to hurry up. I'm, I usually am on a tight schedule and they're looking at me. I can just feel them looking at me, but I'm, I refuse to turn around. I just refuse. I know it's me. Wow. I don't care. That's what I do. Wow. I just did that for a lady. But maybe it was like, maybe, I just did that uh, for a lady the other day. I had, you know, about 10 items. She had one little bottle. I said, would you like to go in front of me? Sure. 
Thank you. That's that's being. I do. That's, I do be, nice, that's what this world needs. I I do is more. I, I I I do nice things, but like, like I said, like I if it's if it's like a no one in front of me and I haven't been waiting. Okay, I'm I'm more than happy to let somebody with one or two items go ahead of me. But if I've been waiting in line for a long time, I'm like, okay, no, I have to I have to get out of here. But what I do, and this is another thing, maybe I'm bad. Um, maybe all 20 listeners will stop listening now because I say that, but I'm kind of like, go ahead, huh? I, another reason why I like going to self-checkout is I have a hard time telling people no, like, you know, when you go to like a, a fast food place or you go to the grocery store and they say, would you like to donate a dollar to whatever charity? I have a hard time saying no, nine times out of 10, even if I don't have an extra dollar, I will probably give to that cause because I feel so guilty. But when you go to self-checkout, they just ask you on the screen. It's so much easier just to hit no. No, I have no problem saying no. Well, no. I no. No. The only I time I, I think I say I yes, when, it, when you know, it depends what it is. Like, you know, children. If it's something to do with children, I always say yes. You know. But if it's like, if it's like, you know, so. buy more scooters for overweight people, then it's no. <laughs> No, I mean, I I feel so guilty that if someone asked me like, oh, would you like to give a dollar today to the Shave a Cat Fund? I would just give a dollar. I would because I feel guilty. I feel guilty saying no. But the self-checkout eliminates that guilt because I can just hit the no button without, I don't know. I, I prefer it. I prefer just to be able to hit no than to, I can't say I no. Suppose. And then when you see Santa Claus around Christmas, I give. I do. I'm, I'm a giving person. I give to to charities, if I see somebody on the street and I, they're, you know, I will give, I've given money to people like that, but I, I do it when I'm ready. I don't like people feel, making me feel like I have to give something at that time. Like when I see Santa Claus the United Way, I could have just given money somewhere else, but I feel so guilty watching the little jingle. He's jingling that bell and looking at me with that face. It's hard for me to walk past. And I don't like it. I don't like well, see that. Felt. For feeling like someone's guilt tripping me. Well, that's easy to do now because I don't give because, you know, used to be the people would stand out in front of the grocery stores, you know, ringing the bell and they were really out there. Now they don't even do that anymore. They just stand there. They're so lazy. Don't have a bell. They just stand in there. I'm like, (laughs) you're not getting nothing for me. You got to work for it. Get you a bell and, you know, let's get that arm moving or something. (laughs) Work for it. But yeah. But anyway, that's enough for the groceries because we're getting short on time. But we have to talk about we have to talk about Mr. Eddie Van Halen. Who passed away this, this week. So sad. Yes. One of the greatest guitarists ever. But he was more than just a great guitar player. He was a great songwriter, too. I think people forget that. All that music was pretty much him that, he, you know, that Van Halen did from Jump to Why Can't This Be Love, Running With The Devil, Right Now. I mean, the diversity in the music. He's more than just a guitar shredder. You know, the guy was a genius, no doubt. Yeah, and not just the guitars, keyboard sound. He 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 has he made such a the sounds that he made are so iconic. You can just hear it and automatically know that that's Eddie Van Halen. You just know it. He he has a very he had a very distinctive right. sound, and that's that's rare because it's not every there there aren't that many artists guitar players who have that sound that you can just pick it out and just know automatically that's who it is. He yeah, did. And people yeah. think he was just, you know, a shredder with a tap on, but he had melody in his music. If you listen to his guitar solos, 
you know, you could sing a, one of his guitar solos, which is, to me, that's the perfect guitar solo. If you can sing the guitar solo, then that's a good guitar solo. He was definitely. Yeah, you making it sing. And the other, other thing that he did, he proved that guitarists don't have to make ugly, painful faces when they're doing their solos. Yeah, he, he smiled, smiled the whole time. time. He's doing some of the most complicated things and he's just smiling away. You know, you get somebody like, I don't know, I ain't gonna yes. mention no names, but there are some guitarists like Joe Walsh. Mark well, Tremonte. No, Mark Tremonte is a great guitar player. He just... But he, he makes doesn't really make faces. a face. He, he looks, looks like... He looks like he wants right, to that's, your that's head That's his look, though. He just, in case people don't know who Mark Tremonte is, that's the guitarist for Creed and Alter Bridge. Yeah. Alter Bridge. He's a very good yeah. guitar player. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a serious look, though. He's just the opposite of Eddie Van Halen, but he's not making a painful look. He's just like, hey, I'm, you know, don't mess with me while I'm playing the guitar. No, he's looking, you know, he's looking like he's, if you do anything wrong, he's going to come and, and get that guitar strap and wrap it around your neck a couple times. Exactly. That's what he looks like. And then you got people like Joe Walsh and Neil, Neil Young, they playing one note and they look like they're dying. I mean, really? What? <laughs> why are you making this face? It's not that painful. I can see if you're just learning to play the guitar before you get the calluses. Now that hurts. But anyway, yeah, Eddie Van Halen, that's a loss. And um you know. Yeah, there, there just aren't that many guitar players out there, I think, that have that this like you what you would call a guitar hero. He's a guitar hero. And they're just I couldn't I tried to think of any past the nineties that have such a that not necessarily that are good guitar players, but that are to have that distinctive sound that if you turn on a song you've made that you may, may not have ever heard before you can say oh i know that that's who's playing right now i couldn't well think of i any. think i think there's a right. couple of guitar players who could fall in the guitar hero category but i think the problem with that is they stop posters of jimmy posters of eric clapton you have posters of jimmy page posters of ace fraley they don't push that nowadays it's like oh it's just a band you know they don't pick out the individual members and their contributions to the group i like matt bellamy from muse he should be a guitar hero he is one of the better guitar players out there right now you know he's a fantastic guitar player um but like can you think of any guitar players now like let's say 90s and beyond that have that sound that when you hear it like it could be a brand new song you say that's their signature sound like that's like i'm saying like you had the eddie van halen when you hear a song by eddie van halen you know that was eddie van halen when you hear a song that brian may is playing the guitar you know that that's brian may george harrison you know one of george harrison's playing a guitar it has a distinctive sound that no one else can replicate you know when you're hearing jimmy Hendrix. you know there's certain guitar sounds that are so distinct that you just know them no matter what and i couldn't think of any from like the '90s on, of anybody who could, who just you, you put that Jeff Beck. You know Jeff Beck is playing guitar, but like from '90s on, who, who, who's who? Not necessarily a good guitar player. There's plenty of good guitar players, but who have created a new sound that if you heard it, you you know that's who they are. I couldn't yeah. think of anyone. I can't really think of any myself. Not if you think about. It. I mean, Matt, like I said, Matt Bellamy is a great guitar player, but like you said, I don't think. He has a distinctive sound that if you hear him play, you know that's him. You, you know his music and you know his voice, but I don't think you would know his guitar playing. So, yeah, I guess you're right there. I'm sure there's somebody we, we're missing, though. Maybe. 
but I'm just thinking like modern, like, okay, like let's say in nineties and on, I can't think of any guitar players like, Oh, that is definitely so-and-so playing that guitar without a doubt. Yeah. I guess you're right. I can't think of anybody. I'm trying to think of all, all the guitar players, yeah, well, you know, I like even the grunge guys, like in Pearl Jam, they don't have no distinctive sound. Mm-mm, nothing that just says, oh, that's who's playing. Like you could be blindfolded and just hear that chord and you're like, that's so-and-so playing. You, don't, you, you heard that. Eddie Van Halen was one of those guitarists. You could just be blindfolded and you know exactly yeah. who's playing that guitar. But there's just not, they don't, I don't know if they don't exist or we're not able to think of any right now. Maybe we can, if we do think of one or two, then we can bring it up next time. But I can't think of, I couldn't well, think of one. Well, if anybody's listening, the two people who are listening, if they can put. <laughs> well, it was probably 20 before you started talking about the fat people. No, I mean, well, we're not, we're supposed to not bring that back up. But anyway, yeah. And they can leave. You no, know, we have a Facebook page now, which is the same title as the podcast talking about whatever with morgan and dad go to our facebook page and there's comments under there you you know we'll post this episode and you can leave your comments on who you think is a guitar player of from the 90s on that has a distinctive sound or you know maybe we missed somebody i don't know um yeah and we know at least two people have listened to our podcast we know that for sure yeah we have the info. Thank you for listening, you two. And think about, we appreciate but think it. about it, though. Thank you. Now, <laughs> if we were in a Garden of Eden, we'd be a hit. There's only two people listening. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. So there you go. That's true. What about the edge? The edge. All right. But that's not 90s. He came, he, the U2 isn't from the 90s. Yeah, try again. So we'll think on that. Thank you so much for listening. And please, we are on iTunes now. Uh, What else? Spotify, Google Podcasts. Please like and subscribe or give us a five-star review. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it. And thanks for listening. If there's any topics you can think of you'd like us to discuss, just drop them on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. Bye.